the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We have a Supreme's birthday, Mike. There's it down to three. Can't go wrong with a Supreme's birthday. (laughs) No, you cannot. February 1965. This is Mary Wilson. Mary Wilson stuck around with that Supreme's brand after Diana Ross left, after Florence Ballard left. Mary Wilson would have been 79 today, passed away back in 21. A little stop in the name of love from 1965. He is back in Florida. How are things uh, going now that you're back in the Sunshine State? Uh, good. Good to be back. I had a little theater trip. Got away from the Firestone Firestone Grand Prix race there in uh, St. Pete because of uh, the vroom, vroom, vroom of the Indy cars. There, they had some big crashes there. I'm glad none of those hit my building. I uh, hope everybody's okay, but they had some big crashes in the Firestone. Anybody, big race fans know that. But I was in New York, saw some shows. I saw, I saw one show in particular that is the... Literally, worst show I've ever seen in the history of all my years of going to shows. That's bad Cinderella. Mm-hmm. That, that, it lives up to its name. <laughs> it was Putting the bad in bad Cinderella. And that's, and that's the work of Andrew Lloyd Webber, proving yeah. that sometimes geniuses can He's roll legendary. out the occasional, you know. Fan of the yeah. opera and Evita and everything else. I mean, the guy has had a string of hits. Uh, hey, this won't be do? one of them. So, anyway, I always but, hate to criticize shows. They work so hard. Well, they pour, pour all that money into it. But, you know, you think about it. The Broadway model is so weird. You know, I invested in a musical for which I now have a Tony Award on my mantle. Pippin won the the musical, uh, the best musical, uh, you know, Tony Award. And investors get to buy a Tony, you know, for the pleasure of having invested too much money in it. But the model is really strange. You know, there are people who have invested $35,000 in Wicked, and they, they now are up to over $5 million in return. If you if you score a hit, wow. if you invest in a hit, you can make people that invested in well Phantom from day one because mm-hmm. the longer a show runs, the more it recoups its investment. How many shows? Ha- how many shows have a GoFundMe like that? How many shows are, are, are doing grassroots funding? You know, at the outset, like oh, that. I don't think that GoFundMe model has reached Broadway. There's too much, too I, I much grift. I, I, I meant that. I know. I don't really mean. I meant that kind of uh, as a, a, a way of categorizing the degree where a, a show starts and needs investors. Do all shows start out like that? Needing oh, yeah. investors in order to get. Oh off yeah. Of oh yeah. I mean, typically you go, you you get an investor pool, mm-hmm. and you because shows now, I, I'm sure Cinderella's. I'll bet the capitalization <laughs> on that. I'm not because it's expensive. Oh, I'm 20, sure. Twenty five million. Dollars, every penny of which is going to go down the drain. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's, oh no, they'll lose all that. And, it's the, and that's it's the, the crypto, thing with theater. It's a crypto of Broadway. When when uh, when I was talking about investing in the, in this show, somebody told me don't plan on getting anything back. Just just count on saying goodbye. You love the arts. You're making a kind of a contribution. Um, you know, and if it wins, great. And it did. And it, sure. it, it did well. And I got a little bit back. I made oh probably thirty percent back on my investment. Mm-hmm. A thirty percent rate of return, so it's pretty Nothing good. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, but it was, I just saw Sweeney Todd. There's a, a dark version of that with Josh Groban. He's great. Saw Moulin Rouge again. And that Parade, I saw Parade, which is yes, the story this was 
last night, which is a, a, a musical about a pretty dark subject. Leo Frank was a was a Jewish factory executive in Atlanta in 1915. He was uh, falsely accused of murdering a little girl in the factory, and uh, and it was just a real heartbreaking story. I mean, it, you're right, and I I'm not a big Jason Robert Brown fan. A lot of my friends like him. I didn't like the score that much. They all rave about the score, but you know, uh, Ben Platt plays the lead, and he's the the kid from Dear Evan Hansen and all that. So anyway, it was a, it was a nice theater getaway. But I didn't miss CPAC, the nope. old man, watching no, President the theater, Trump. The theater, the theater that everybody was watching. <laughs> well, not in the room. Did you see the half-empty room? I I did. So you're, you're going to go. We're going to go in. Let's go in. Let's this go is, in. What's this that is mean? Not, this is not the CPAC of the past. No. Nope. This is not the 2016 field about to take shape. Uh, the, the Trump appeal is unmistakable. It's undeniable. He won the straw poll at CPAC going away. It was like 60-something, and DeSantis was like 20-something in that room. But that room may not be the groundswell of reliable conservative opinion measuring that it once was. And I don't say that as criticism of CPAC or Matt Schlapp or anybody. It just, it was a weird year down there. Yeah, they just, I guess they just, attendance overall was pretty dramatically down, which probably reflected on, I mean, Trump can't like the optics. He's all about messaging and optics, and the optics of a half-empty room yeah. Isn't good. That's not something that he's used to, especially there. Um, but maybe that's a reflection on just the overall attendance being dramatically down. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'll tell you one thing. The speech was spot on. I, that was I, I saw, it was Oh, my gosh. I saw a lot of comments. It was crisp. It was great. Oh, my Lord. I saw people on Twitter saying, I, I don't like the guy. I've never really listened to a whole speech. I did this time, and every word rang true with me, and I'm Trump all the way now. So, you know, I think he moved the needle with the speech. He, he, he checked all the boxes. Ron DeSantis, of course, didn't go. He went over to the Club for Growth event. As did, Now, Nikki Haley did both, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was met with sort of lukewarm, a lukewarm reception at, at CPAC. I don't think she's exactly a, a crowd favorite there. But she might have been more popular at the Club for Growth. You know, the way it was described over the weekend by some of the pundits, the Club for Growth is where the donors are. The CPAC is sort of where the the red meat, you know, where the, where ma- the, the MAGA grassroots are. The MAGA grassroots are. So you got kind of that. That's sort of the breakdown. And yep. you need it all. You're going to need it all to see how, you know, to, to get support. So it's going to be fun to watch this thing play out. That's for sure. So speaking of watching things, and I know you were busy and traveling and out every night, but so I don't think you necessarily, you certainly didn't see it live, but did you hear about or have you had the chance to revisit Chris Rock on Netflix? Yeah, from over yeah. the weekend. This yeah, was this was right interesting. Right. As as stand up comedy, Chris Rock is a genius. Been a fan for decades. It was not great. It wasn't bad. Please, even him on an off night is still pretty great. I think it's clear that Dave Chappelle has lapped him in terms of of both being funny and being uh, intriguing and compelling. But what everybody was waiting for was his riff on the Will Smith slap, and it was pretty masterful. It was pretty darn great. Yeah, I mean, he spared nothing in going off on Will, on Jada, their weirdness, their entanglements, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it was it, all other things being equal. It was quite the spectacle. It started out with some attacks on wokeness and some attacks on victimhood. Uh, talked about uh, Meghan Markle and about the, the, how she always thought that the royal family was so racist. It's so racist. They want to know how brown the baby is going to be. That's racist. He said that's not racist. Black people wanted to know how brown the baby was going to be. And the one thing off the beginning, just the first five minutes, is said the notion that words hurt. No, anybody who says that words hurt has never been hit in the face. Words only hurt if they're written on a brick. There was there was some smartness in there. It was, it was okay, but well, uh, it was if, it was pretty. If, wild. if words can hurt, Russell Brand on Bill Maher's show Friday night uh, got some got some licks in with N- MSNBC's John Heilman. That, I saw that clip. We're going to play that on the show coming up later today. But this uh, this Russell Brand, he's a because he's a British comic, right? And he's yep. a, a actor and movie guy, and he's he's just you know anti woke. I mean, I don't know if he, he, he's yeah. described as conservative, but he takes these guys on, and he let loose with a. Uh, a riff on uh, and John Heilman is one of these MSNBC guys right. and they're on Bill Maher's show Friday night and mm-hmm. Russell Brand called out MSNBC's hypocrisy on yes. COVID uh, the disingenuousness of these guys the sanctimony of these guys oh he just let yeah. him have it because Heilman was trying to he, he was just beating up Fox News beating up Fox News for the Dominion lawsuit and blah 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 and I get it I get it I get it but like Fox News was uniquely treacherous in its leaning while MSNBC, with its biases, they are somehow virtuous and praiseworthy, and Russell Brand just ate him alive for that. And it was it was described as a soul. It was described on uh, over at Mediaite as a soul searing rant, and right to his face. Yeah, it was good stuff, and and uh, people are going to want to hear. And he is he's he's a really smart guy. How about the act? How about the reparations news out of uh, California? Now, there have been two big stories of reparations. One from San Francisco, where I think they want to give every black person one 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 trillion dollars apiece. I mean, some crazy number. It's it's five million, but okay per per person. I know. And then ninety and then ninety thousand a year for the next two hundred and fifty years. I know. Now that's a good. But then there's a statewide reparations board, and the state California state board is now recommending. Um, three hundred and sixty thousand per person. Well, one of the speakers at Sacramento, but this is really important because I'm worried about this because if it happens, yeah. we're in bad. We're going to be in a bad place. What? One because of the speakers because you, because you think this idea will migrate eastward from California. You oh, you better believe it will. Okay. Uh, you think it's going to be unique to California? You don't uh, think Oregon follows suit? Fo- uh, okay. Follows well, suit? If, if blue states may do. Make your point, and then I have a question. About well, it one of the speakers you. said at the meeting for. Friday, uh, capital, money, and reparations, this will stimulate this economy for the 2.6 million blacks in California. He, he went on to say, there's only one thing that will stop our children from busting into these liquor stores. Don't there's only that. one thing that would Don't stop that. our kids from busting into these jewelry stores, stealing watches and jewelry, and that 
is reparations. Cold, hard cash from people who were never slave owners to begin with. And then they'll stop breaking <sighs> into grocery stores. Do you, see Walmart, do you see Walmart has pulled out of, uh, of Portland, Oregon altogether oh because gosh. of the record-breaking shoplifting? They can't, yeah, they yeah, can't yeah, keep yeah. items on the shelves. Um, so here's, here's the question I have for you, because I, I have obviously the same concern. A horrible idea is a horrible idea and should be combated. Dangerous idea. To be. Dangerous idea. In, in, are there, I don't want to phrase this, are there enough black people in California to, for this to pass? Or for this to, because you know it's just pandering. It's a sop uh, to activists and, and self-loathing whites. And, what do you mean it's enough liberals. to pass? What does that it, mean? It, uh, surely the majority of Californians, liberal though they may be, realize that having their pockets picked to throw money at people who were never slaves uh, is stupid. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't even know what you, is, does it become a ballot measure. Does, I don't I, think it's. I don't I, think, I think it's that, even a ballot. I, I don't think I it think goes on the be, ballot. There will be open revolt. I think that this idea will die. In fact, I will stand by this. I said it last time we talked about it. It's not going to happen. I will. I will. I will and would you wrong, have ever I, thought I, cashless bail would be a thing that would? A real I know. Thing? I know. Yesterday's would you have ever thought that, that conspiracies? That yep. Not incarcerating people of color would be a thing. I mean, I because somehow that's racist. Yep. Would you have thought? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I yep. am really weary, wary of this, and worried about it <laughs> wary because wary because it is dangerous. I mean, yep. the, the the pushback could be. I, dare I, I'm sorry. I got to put it out there. Violent. I think people take to the streets. You, you've got if they you've don't got, get reparations. If, if, if they, they no, if no, if 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 any state says because you can't be black and and have to be taxed or pay reparations, right? So essentially, every non-black citizen will have to fork over taxpayer dollars to black residents. You know how that's going to go over with some small business owner or some guy running a, a can barely stay in a float and running a mom and pop. It's the reaction the, is going to be awful. It I is it's not, they, I, I will stand by it's I, I will I will I will tent, not tentatively. It's not the most confident thing I've ever said, but I'm going to lean toward this will never happen. Well, At I hope you're I, right. I, hope, I, hope. I didn't think we'd ever have this conversation. I, I don't even I believe. I mean, but we got. But there's a lot of work that's been done on this. We got you got boards and committees and all kinds of of hearings and charts and graphs. My gosh, make multi millionaires out of somebody because and I can, of their and I can skin hear people driving around listening and saying, "Mark, there's a long list of things nobody ever thought would happen, and they have." Did you ever think that that in I guess in uh, outskirts of Atlanta? They had an idea for a police training facility, just a police training facility where they might, you know, practice some car chases, might practice some shootouts because cops sometimes do those things. The police training facility was savaged. It was attacked by by, by police hating radicals in, in 2023. It's insane. Just, uh, uh, but here's a, but let me leave you on a positive note. I got a, an email over the weekend from a guy named Anton. Mm-hmm. Anton writes, Mike, I wanted to say I went and watched Jesus Revolution, the movie you mentioned with Mark. It was as good as I expected it to be, but more importantly, I've taken a look at my own life because of this movie. It's not God's plan for us to live by the world, but to trust in him. My wife and I have decided to go to church Sunday and let God know. We got 
his message from the movie. Thanks for telling people about the movie. It has definitely opened my eyes. Look and and that movie continues to do really well. It is doing office. superb box office. A lot yep. of the Christian movies, the faith movies, get a lot of praise from the faith community, but don't exactly but knock not down big the numbers, doors at the yeah. theater. This one absolutely is. And Kelsey and my, Grammer is in it. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe so, we can get yeah, Kelsey yeah. on. You know, he's a he knows me. from. I, I met him once, and he's like, I know who you are. Yes. Mr. Oh, <laughs> Frazier knows me. That's kind of cool. It's my, my claim to fame. All That's right, and quick cool and quick, my quick guilty pleasure pop culture reference yes. for the weekend. My latest binge show on Netflix. Yes, uh, I just shot my dad. I just killed my dad. It's called three parts. Oh, I'm telling you, Look it's, at and the it's time. It, and it's Texas. It's they they well winds up. It's it's actually Baton Rouge, but he winds up in Texas. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a few months old, but it's good. It's fascinating. This kid I mean, that murdered it, his... It's, 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 true, it's true crime, Mike. True crime. Oh, yeah. I just okay. killed my dad. Oh, Three-part Netflix. If you like that stuff, watch it. Cause it and it has that kind of a happy ending for the kid because he was he, he went through a real rough thing. So, But but he did kill his dad. There's that. Shot him dead <laughs> in the doorway. That, that's okay. There's that. We, we come to you for these things. And oh, I'm happy to share that kind of wisdom. Goodbye. Happy Monday. Mike Gallagher. <laughs> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.